guys, welcome back to Self Interrupted. How are we feeling? I'm feeling incredible because there was a storm last night. A thunderstorm with lightning. Oh, it's ooky spooky season and I am ready for it. No, I truly am. We have dissociate, nope, disconnected from the summer feels and the summer vibes. And honestly, thank God. Like it was getting bad for me. 34 degree heat. You can leave. Like you can stay in the past. Quite frankly, 17 to 20 degrees it's always gonna do it for me. And a little bit of wind, and even, dare I say, a little bit of spit, a little bit of rain. I don't know if that's something that's universal that you call like a little bit of drizzle spit in other countries. I don't want you to think that people are spitting on me in the street and I'm thinking that's okay because I don't think that's okay. I truly don't. Welcome back to Self Interrupted, by the way. I'm Kit Costello. I am your host. Thank you so much for being here. Today we're talking about, well, today's an episode that I was inspired to do because of the success of the You Don't Deserve Rights If episode. You guys seem to love that episode. And truly, I'm so happy and so humbled because that's an episode that I love so fiercely. And I definitely want to do a second volume of it, maybe later on in the season, because I really love the concept of that episode. And I was kind of nervous to put it out. I was like, is it a little bit rogue of me to say that people don't deserve rights on my podcast but i really just i thought it was really funny i i can't like i was giggling and cackling editing it so today i'm doing something of the same concept i suppose which is i will never understand dot 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 and then i'm gonna talk about things i will never understand that have definite reason to be existing in our society but i just will never understand it i don't care how many times someone's going to explain to me this certain thing that i will never understand but i personally will just never understand it but that's what we're going to be talking about today i'm really excited to get into this topic and just this almost like a little it's, a little, it's almost like a little game and i think it's really fun because you guys play along and it's not too serious you know um, i'm also excited to catch you guys up on my week so i suppose we should get into what's been going on in my past week because it's kind of been busy Okay, so I'm going to start with what's been going on today. Not too much. Honestly, let me be real. I'm going to be honest with you really quick. It's been fashion week and fashion week is just a bit hectic for me. And I just, I really love fashion week. I really understand it. And I really, I, I see her and I, I, I value her, but she kind of does piss me off. Being a model during fashion week is kind of jarring because you're kind of just thrown around. You're thrown to one casting, waiting hours to then be rejected, then to the other side of London to go to another casting. And then if your friends are at a casting and you're not at that casting, you feel a bit like, it's like a bit of FOMO. I never experienced FOMO with parties, etc. could care less. If someone's at a casting that I'm not at, I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, I wish I was there. Do you know what I mean? Fashion Week technically isn't over, but it's kind of cooling down. And I just wanted to take today off, if I'm honest. Not to today. Oh, I mean, if work came up, I would be there. Let it be known. But work was not coming up. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like give myself a little bit of time to relax. I went out and I bought myself these. The, you guys know the brand Quorn. It's like fake meat. They have these like es escalop, escalop. I don't know. I never really dippled with the chicken es es escalop, bitch. I don't fucking know. It's when there's like chicken and then like cheese and pesto on top of it. I was never that much of a meat eater that I was delving into the cheese additives to meat. But there I was eating meat alternatives with cheese and pesto. I did think it was vegan cheese. Then I found out after I ate it that it wasn't. So that's great. Absolutely love that for me. But it was great. 10 out of 10. So I had that with a little side salad, which was really yummy. Um, And then I also got some ice cream for myself. Yeah, I truly did. I surely did even. And also exciting news. Today, I got to see the cover that I have been put on of a magazine. 
which is really exciting. You guys may have been keeping up with the story. I did a shoot literally last season. I was talking about this shoot and this was the shoot where the makeup artist dropped out last minute and it was a shoot that I, I co-directed and yeah, I just really love the shoot so much. And for months since May, I've been trying to get this in a magazine and eventually a magazine was like, hey, we love this. And we love it so much that we want it to be the cover of the magazine. And that came out today, which is really exciting. But you guys, opposite to serving, I need to tell you about what happened on Sunday. So I'm currently recording this on Monday. One of the most cringiest things that's happened in my life. Every Sunday, me and my cousin go to the gym together, which is great. She is a workout queen. She always at the gym, knows what she's doing. Me at the gym, I'm running on the treadmill for 20 minutes and I'm leaving. And I'm so serious. Like, I want you to know that. But with my cousin, I'm there for an hour and a half and I'm using the machines. It is a little bit embarrassing at times because I have to constantly ask her, like, what are we doing? I don't under... It's like learning a second language. It truly is. Anyway, long story short, at this gym, it's the gym in my village, which apparently everyone goes to from my past lives. Like, I don't know why everyone I know is going to this gym. If you don't know, last episode I talked about my secondary school bully going to this gym. I was in the gym y yesterday and I saw these two boys, I guess, that I grew up with basically. Basically like my brothers up until I was like 11. I haven't seen them since I was 11 basically. And they were like family friends, Th that kind of vibe, you know, it's like family friends and then you grow up with the kids and then you randomly just like stop talking to them. Okay, great, love that. So I saw them yesterday and I couldn't tell if it was them. And this was like so serious for me because you know when you don't wanna approach someone because you feel like they recognized you, but then they, if they recognized you and haven't come up to you, then it's kind of like, okay, well, I guess you don't wanna say hi, let's just leave it. But we were at the gym together for an hour and a half working out within centimeters of each other. I'm so serious. I was like, okay, once we're done with the workout, I have to say something to them. So I go down to the changing rooms and as I come back upstairs to just the lobby of the gym, they're sitting down and I'm like, oh, I've got to say something. Like, this is just a bit ridiculous now. I feel like it's a sign. I have to, it's just in my face. So I go over to them and I call out their names. I'm like, oh, blah, blah and blah, blah. Hi. And they look at me as if I'm a stranger and I'm gagged. I'm like, okay, they literally don't know who I am. Great, love that. And they were looking at me like really confused and I was like, oh, it's, I'm Kit. And they get up out there like, oh my gosh, Kit, how are da, 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 da. And they go to shake my hat. Ah, I can't talk about this. Oh my gosh. Bit of context, I've just finished an hour and a half workout. I'm sweaty, I'm literally wet. I don't even know how I'm gonna talk about this without cringing. I'm wet. Like my back is dripping wet with sweat. A reminder, I go to the gym for half an hour. I've been there and uh, add an hour onto that. I've been there for an hour and a half properly working out. So I go up to the first guy and he goes to shake my hand and I go to hug him and he keeps his hand out to shake my hand. And then he goes to hug me and he's like, oh, oh, okay. And then he, and then he pats my back and I just hear like a squelch of my sweat under his back. No. Oh, it was so bad for me. And instantly I could just, I was just like, I regret that. I'm so sorry. Like, what are we doing? Some people don't like being hugged. And I need to take the social cues, you know? Like, if they don't want to be hugged, like, they want to shake your hand. But I was just like... I kind of, I'm already arms out, hugging, about to hug you. It would be awkward if 
I were then to put my hand out to shake your hand. Anyway, we hug and then the second, the other brother, he just keeps his hand, he's like, bitch, I'm not, I am not hugging you. So he just keeps his hand out to shake my hand. And it's like a, a nice conversation, easy. And my cousin was downstairs in the changing room and I couldn't really wait for her in the lobby. So I just had to go out and sit by the car like a child that's had a tantrum waiting for my cousin to come out so she can open the car for me. And then the whole journey back to the village, I could not stop cringing. Like physically, like I jolt in my seat from cringing. I'd be like, oh my God. And she'd just be like, are you still thinking about it? And I was like, yeah. Anyway, so that was Sunday. Now I wanna talk about Saturday. Saturday for me was chaotic, very chaotic. I'm going back. I don't know why I'm reversing throughout the week. I don't know why I didn't start on Friday and then go all the way till Monday today. I just wanted to talk about the cover and then it just like, coincidentally, I've just gone backwards. But anyway, here we are. Saturday, I had a London Fashion Week casting Slay, As I told you, it was London Fashion Week and it was for a really big brand that I've always wanted to work with. Did I get the job? No. Cool, love that for me. However, I wanna go through the story because it kind of just, how you say P-I-L-L-E, no, P-I-S-S-E-D off. It pissed me off. I was very honored to be at the casting in the first place and I am. If I get invited to a casting, it's an honor, truly. Like I still find it so cool that I even get to go to a casting. And sometimes I need to sit down with myself and think, you're running around London casting for London Fashion Week. That's really fucking cool. And you need to stop taking it for granted. So I really appreciate the casting. However, I didn't appreciate this next part. I was told that the casting was at 10 a.m. Which for me, I have to leave the farm at like quarter to eight to get the train for nine o'clock so that I can get to the casting at 10. So I'm up at six o'clock getting ready. You have to understand this. I've now been up for four hours since 6 a.m. And I arrive at the casting place at 10 a.m. I'm told, hey, what's going on? So turns out we're a bit behind. Could you come before five? And that's how she worded it. She said, could you come before five? And I kind of looked at her and I was like, okay, well, it is before five. Technically, I could have come at 8 a.m. and that would have been before five. It was also awkward because she was a casting director. And the thing is, when it's first impressions, you don't want to be a bitch. So I didn't want to go in her face and be like, well, it is before five. I was told to be here at 10. I'm here at 10. Get it together. But I didn't. So I was like, oh, like, what do you mean? And she said, oh, you know, just come before, like, maybe, maybe before three then. And I was like, oh, well, it, well, it is before three, though, really, isn't it? So what do you want me to do? We just sit around. What 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 do you want me to do then? And she's like, "Oh, do you want a more specific time?" And I was like, "That would be helpful." It no, it would because it is before three and it is before five. So technically, you should be able to see me right now. And she said, "Oh, okay. You know what? Just come at one." Okay. So it's now ten a.m. I'm in Shoreditch slash Hackney, and I have to kill time for three. Three hours. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Waste my time waste my time. I could have been in bed. I could have been in bed. So I then walk away and I'm just thinking, oh, for goodness sake. And I find this incredible store in Hackney. If you're, if you're around like East London area or London in general, I would recommend this is a trip to go venture. I think it's called the grocery. I am slightly dyslexic. So it could have been the grockery, the gro, the gro, I don't know, the grocery. I'm pretty sure it's called the grocery. It was like the best 
health food store I've ever been to. It was all the best health food brands in one place, like gluten-free, vegan, all these brands that I had in France when I was in France for fashion week and staying with my friend, incredible goods from other countries. You're a winner for me. I then walk over to the side of the shop and I see that they have a winery. Now I'm not someone that drinks wine, but the way that they were displaying the wine, it made me want to become a wine drinker, truly. I then look directly in front of me and there's a cafe. And now I'm thinking there's a health food store, there's a winery, and now there's a cafe, which at night turns into a wine tasting bar. On the floor, I see a cat. There's a cat in the cafe, please. So then I have my biscuits and I have my apple and I say to the lady, I say, hey, listen, if I buy this, can I go and sit and eat it in the cafe? And she was like, yeah, of course. I screamed. So I go and I sit in the cafe and this cat looks at me curiously and just runs up to me and sits next to me on the chair. And the lady was like, oh, it just wants food. And I was like, he can get whatever he wants. Like he deserves it. That's my bestie for real. He got nothing. I did eat an apple sticker though. And that was tough for me. And then I went downstairs to the toilets. They had a restaurant downstairs. And I was just thinking to myself, what is the rent on this place? So after my excursion to the health food store, I then had about two and a half hours to kill still. So I went to a place called Arnold, uh, Arnold Circus, which was giving Gilmore Girl vibes. And it had like a pavilion in the middle. The leaves were falling. I listened to some of Madison Beer's new album. And then I listened to Guts by Olivia Rodrigo. I then made my way back to the casting after sitting in Arnold Circus for I would say around an hour and a half, only to find out that there were already models there as I arrived. And I arrived at about quarter to one. So why was I waiting until one? Like, don't make me scream. Anyway, I'm outside. I hand my comp card to the lady and I'm like, hey, you guys, here's the comp card. And then she's like, can I get some photos and a video of you? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Hey, my name's Kit Costello. I'm six foot and I'm with this modeling agency. Do my little spin on my turn. And then I go in to walk. Now they were like, okay, the walk, it has to be very like dreamy, very ethereal, e ethereal. I don't know, that kind of vibe. I don't think I'm very ethereal vibes. I think I'm more like attitude. And that's how they described me. I was walking and then I heard the casting director say, ooh, attitude. And I was like, okay, compliment. But also I know I'm not going to get the show because you just said that. If you had said, ooh, dreamy vibes, I would have been like, oh yeah, bagged it, babe. And then they were like, okay, you can all go outside and then we'll like, make a decision. Ugh, this is something that kind of like doesn't frustrate me about being a model, but I would love, there's, it's never like direct communication. It's always speaking in riddles. So for example, this lady said to us, we have all your information. We'll contact your agency this afternoon, whether you, no, just say we didn't get it. It's fine. Like it's totally okay. Just say we didn't, we don't think that you're the right fit for our brand. It's not personal. I would have been like, oh, that's, that's totally fine. And I would have walked away. But when you're like, oh, well, you know, like you still have a chance. Don't lie to me. Because if I had a chance, I'd be in the fitting right now. Anyway, I waited three hours to be declined after walking for 10 seconds. 10 seconds. As if I couldn't have done that three hours ago. Talking about absolute flops. Let's talk about Friday and the one fashion show that I've walked this season. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say the brand that I walked for because it was an absolute, it was, it was awful. Like truly the worst show I've ever walked in my life. The worst show I've been a part of. The production was absolutely chaotic, terrible. Like honestly awful. <laughs> and I did make a TikTok about this but I will be doing a whole episode on this topic. Yeah, it was just, it was a tough situation. Long story short, there was no water for the models. It was terrible makeup. All in all, it was just a really bad show. And I will do a whole episode about just London Fashion Week in general. I want to do a whole episode about like I did last season. But that is really what's been going on in my week. Kind of chaotic, somewhat eventful in some cases. It was London Fashion Week. I got published in a magazine and I saw a cat in a cafe. I win again. 
So let's get into the things that I will never understand. Now, reminder, some of these things, I may already know how they work, but I will never understand. There's a difference between knowing how something works and understanding something. Because some things to me just do not make sense. Starting off with aeroplanes, don't. Truly, actually do not say that aeroplanes work because of some kind of equation. I don't care. It's never gonna make sense to me. How do they stay up in the air? First of all, some context. I've never been on a plane before. So if anyone knows nothing about planes, it's me. I've never been in the 21 years that I've been living on earth. I've never been on a plane. I've never fantasized with the idea of being on a plane. There was one time I was flirting with it for Milan Fashion Week and I pulled out. They were like, you can either go to Milan or Paris for Fashion Week. And I was like, baby, I'm getting on the Eurostar. There's no way I'm getting on a plane. Fun fact, when I was thinking I was gonna go to Milan for Fashion Week, I looked up on YouTube a POV of someone going from Heathrow, which is a London airport, to Milan's airport. And it was like an hour and a half video and I think I watched 30 minutes of it because I'm such a pre-planner, I needed to know what was gonna be going on in my life. Are aeroplanes loud? I don't get that. I mean, that's just a question. That's not really like me not understanding it, but I don't really understand how something can be held in the air for such a long amount of time. For example, if we can make planes which approximately weigh 152 to 220 ton, how can you make that fly? Why can't I? Because you're missing out on such a great, I don't know, like so much money. Like imagine like a pair of cute little wings that you get to customize, like a, a pair of pink wings, a pair of blue wings. Why can't we fly but planes can? And yeah, I know like technically we can fly, like we can like jetpacks and stuff, not the same thing. I wanna be a bird. Like I wanna just be able to say like lift off and I just take up, you know? The thing that gets me is how do they stay up in the air? Because on the runway, when they're serving on the runway, mama, when they're going fast, do they even go fast down the runway? I don't think they do, right? Could I outrun a plane? That's the question. That is the question of the day. If I was on the runway with the plane, would I be able to outrun it? Because fun fact, let's not forget, last week I ran a 5K in 19 minutes and 35 seconds, a new record for Kit Costello. So I have a feeling that I could outrun a plane, therefore why can't I fly and a plane can? Also, when I was younger, I used to think that planes would take off off of a cliff. I don't know why. Why would that make sense? I also think when I was younger, if lesbians tried for a baby, they would both get pregnant. But I also don't really understand my logistics behind that. And I fully thought that until secondary school. I'm not joking. Anyway, I don't know what that had to do with airplanes. So airplanes, I used to think took off off of a cliff. And I used to think they had like a massive ramp that they'd go up and almost like go like backwards and then up. They could, I don't even know. I still don't know. Do they just take off off of the, off of the floor? How does that work? I know that on the wings of the plane, they kind of have these things that go up and down for the wind. And I guess if they're down, then it pushes the air up on the plane and makes it go up. But then what makes it stay up in the air? I guess the plane has to be going so fast. And there's so much, do they have fans in the wings that makes it go and like pushes all the air out and makes the plane go further i mean i suppose but how much petrol slash diesel slash gas whatever the fuck's in a plane how much 
is in the plane and how many tanks are there because that's kind of serious i've heard so many stories of people saying oh one of the tanks faulted on my plane and we had to do an emergency landing terrifying absolutely never include me in that situation please my cousin recently went to new zealand 18 hour flight absolutely never in my life if i did knock me out like don't even give me sleeping tablets make me unconscious with your fist i don't want to be awake like even i'm so serious local anesthetic me i don't even want there to be a waking moment where i wake up to turbulence turbulence on a plane has to be the biggest nightmare for me Thirty thousand feet in the air with strangers shaking in a metal tube no i don't care how much you're gonna tell me oh you know it's just like you know you're in you're in jello I've seen, have you seen that of TikTok of someone saying, oh, you know, you're in jello and the plane is shaking in jello. You're not actually going anywhere, but it's just moving. No, no, no. I'm not thinking that when I'm literally, it's life or death for me. Also, this brings me onto the point, why don't airplanes have parachutes underneath their seats? I don't, I don't care if you're going to call me stupid. Why don't they? To me, that makes legitimate sense if the plane is going down baby at least give me a fighting chance you're just gonna give me a life jacket and hope for the best do you even get a life jacket on a plane i don't know i know you get an oxygen mask what's that gonna help i don't need oxygen if someone's if you if you're dead from a plane crash you think the oxygen's really gonna help you if i know the plane is going down and we're over the atlantic ocean open that open the open, you know open that little thing i'll have my oxygen mask on and then I'd be pulling the parachute because I feel like they could design a parachute that's so simple, so easy that it's literally like, if you need this, you just put it on like a rucksack and you pull a string and it goes up. Maybe you sign a waiver before you get on the plane. So it's like, this is your choice. You don't know what could happen. You could like fall in the middle of a farm. You could fall in a volcano. You could fall in the middle of the ocean. But either way, I feel like there should be a, an option to like have a parachute or at least bring one of your own. One of my friends the other day was like, when I'm on a plane, all I want to do is open the window. And I was like, that's kind of ridiculous, but also I get that. And also, how is there oxygen in the plane? Do they pump planes with oxygen? Serious, serious question. Or is there enough oxygen when you close the door on land for it to suffice? Also, with the oxygen mask, sorry, there's so many questions. With the oxygen mask, can you just put it on any time? Or is it like, you have to put your oxygen mask on now, you can't have your oxygen mask on anymore? These are so many questions for such little problems, but aeroplanes freak me out. And also, no, I'm not done. Double-decker planes actually go to hell. If I was getting on a plane and I saw it was double-decker, I am wasting my money because I'm not going on the plane. The ticket is up for grabs. What are you talking about? Like a double-decker plane? Okay, moving on to something else I don't understand. I will never understand Bluetooth. Don't get it. How does it work? How does Bluetooth truly work? And also, has Bluetooth always existed, but it was only just founded? Kind of like gravity vibes. That's really stupid. I guess that's not how it works, but also kind of... Because like electricity, has electricity always existed, but then people just kind of found it. So like back in the Stone Age, they were in the trenches, not with electricity, but they also, they must have had lightning. So the electricity was there. So what I'm saying is, has Bluetooth always kind of just been around and then someone's just not discovered it, but just 
kind of made it into something. I don't know what it is because do you need Wi-Fi for Bluetooth? Which brings me on to my next point. What is Wi-Fi? These two points are kind of put together because Bluetooth, do you need Wi-Fi for Bluetooth? I do not get Wi-Fi. I sound really stupid and I'm kind of like embarrassed, but has it always been there? Wi-Fi is such a, a common thing now. I watch a show called Gilmore Girls and it's really funny to watch shows made in the early, early 2000s because Wi-Fi wasn't a thing. But then if you watch shows like Gilmore Girls that go on throughout the 2000s, you can see them kind of adapting to the idea of Wi-Fi and they called it wireless back in the day. And it just wasn't a thing. But now Wi-Fi is kind of just part of our everyday lives and we don't even really think about it. But when you really kind of go deep into thought about Wi-Fi, how does it work? Those two weren't the most serious ones on this list. They were more just like little, little bite-sized I don't understand this. One of my bigger ones is vinyls. If you don't know, vinyls are like massive discs that play music. And in the vinyl is like a groove that you have to put a needle onto and then it plays the music. I understand how this works to a certain extent, but then also I don't. Because I know that there's an impression of a sound wave left in this groove that you put the needle on. However, how does a single sound wave create multi-layered music? So for example, in a song when it has like backing vocals and there's a main front vocal, how does a sound wave capture all of the vocals in one then with also the instruments? I don't understand that. I truly, I, I, it, 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 it doesn't really make sense to me because it's just one single line. So how does it capture all of these little elements of the music and the sound and the complexity of the production into one sound wave? And even though, you know those tattoos that have like, you know, it could be someone's like dead pet barking and they got that sound wave tattooed on their arm and then you scan it and then it has that sound bizarre to me. And then that also brings me on to DVDs and CDs. How do DVDs have pictures on them? I'm so scared I look so stupid, but I, I just don't understand how, cause is it, is the DVD being read by the DVD machine? Also, let's talk about DVDs really quickly. I used to love DVDs when I was younger. Did you guys ever have a blockbuster near you? Blockbusters were my thing growing up. There was a blockbuster in my local town. Was it a blockbuster? It might not have been a blockbuster. It was an indie store. It truly was. I vividly remember getting a Scooby-Doo DVD because I'm a Scooby girl. No, I am. And that was like a thing that we did every Friday. We used to rent out DVDs. And I remember one year, it was when the final Shrek came out. I'm a Shrek girly also, of course. I remember I went to Tesco and I bought, with my own money, a Shrek DVD. I don't really know why I bought that with my own money. And it was the final one, which was the worst Shrek. I did not care for that one. Because I hate in movies, if you don't know, the final Shrek is like, everyone forgets who Shrek is. And that shit freaks me out. I don't know why. I think it might be a fear of mine. I don't think it is. I think it just kind of pisses me off. Because I'm like, just remember. Like, what are you doing? In the final Shrek, Shrek signs this deal. I forget what it is. It's something to do with him being in love or something. And everyone forgets who he is and he has to prove he's Shrek or some shit. Anyway, back to my point. I bought Shrek for $14.99. A lot of money. And I remember I bought it in to the final day of school. It was serious. I was the most popular kid in class that day. I bought the final Shrek in. And I remember my brother's friends came up to me. My brother was in the year or two above me. And they took my DVD and played it in their class. What is going on? 
the bullying, the harassment, giving my Shrek DVD. And they were like, someone else in your class has it, so give us yours. And I was like, no, well, you can go to them and take their DVD. I just bought this one this morning to be the popular kid in class for the day. I never experienced what that feels like, so let me live my truth. But DVDs are kind of a mystery to me. And also, you know, in conjunction with that, I don't know if that's the right phrase. Let me look it up. In conjunction. In conjunction, together. Oh my God. You guys, doing self-interrupted makes me realize that I'm actually somewhat literate. CDs, again, CDs do make more sense to me. I also don't really understand it because I used to burn CDs when I was young. I sound really old. I don't know why I was burning CD. What was I doing? As if MP3 didn't exist in my childhood, get alive. Anyway, so CDs I get because I used to burn CDs a lot when I was younger. DVDs, I don't because there's the element of video that I don't understand. Are DVDs just like a memory card rather than a vinyl where it's like because a vinyl is just the needle making noise because that just i just don't understand i don't understand if you look at it as like a guitar right when you plug a guitar it makes it, it makes a noise that makes sense to me because it's a singular noise this needle hitting certain grooves in a vinyl how does it make multifaceted music? If it was just making, that would make sense to me. But then it makes all of this like melodic beauty. And you're just thinking, how does that work? Anyway, this is too much. Talking about music, I will never understand how I can hear music in my head. I don't know if this is a superpower that I have. And I don't know if I should be saying it because I'm kind of fearful that I will be taken to the government for testing. How do I have Spotify premium in my head? Name a song it's, I can play it in my head. And I guess it's almost like a thought to me, but I can hear all of the music. And it's not like I hear it in my ears. I hear it just past my ears, like back at the back of my head. And when I was younger, I truly thought this was like a superpower of mine. Did you guys ever think that you had superpowers when you were younger? Be honest, be honest. I used to think that I could control the weather. And I, this was up until I was about 11, secondary school behavior. Oh my gosh. Me in secondary school thinking I could control the weather. Be serious. Uh, you know when it's really windy and then it stops and then it goes really windy again? I used to think that I had control over the wind. Yeah, I did. And like, I was convinced. And in a way, maybe I was manifesting it because I am the universe. I remember I used to be on my trampoline jumping and I'd be like, wind, stop. And low-key, the wind was stopping. And then I'd say, wind, start. And maybe a couple of seconds later, the wind would start and I'd be like, I'm powerful. And I need to like keep this to myself because if I start telling people, I'm going to be again tested at the, with government. And it was another thing when I could hear music in my head. Honestly, still to this day, I don't know if that's like a normal thing that everyone can do. I found this out when I was younger, when I would go on holidays. Because like I said, we never went on a plane. So we'd go on holidays in the UK for like four hour trips. You guys, four hour journeys with no headphones. I don't know what I did to entertain myself in the car. What I used to do was just play music in my head. My favorite songs, Jessie J notably. I used to just play Jessie J's album back to front in my head. I will never understand chicken. Stay with me here. I will never understand how there is enough chicken in the world. I think about this all the time. There's currently a trend on TikTok where people are like to their boyfriends, how many times a day do you think about the Roman Empire? Which by the way, never thought about the Roman Empire in my life, didn't even know it was a thing. I'm sure it's very significant to my human history. Loki could care less. I think about chicken all the time 
I am vegan, but I do think about chicken all the time. I'm speaking food vibes. I'm not speaking about like chickens laying eggs. That's a whole different story. The amount of chicken that has to be made and cooked every day is insane. And I think of it like this. Say for example, you have literally just one chain fast food KFC. Think about the amount of people that go to KFC every single day in your town. Then think about how many of those people order an eight piece bucket. I've never been to a KFC drive-through or whatever, so I don't know what the terminology is. But I'm just gonna say an eight piece bucket. I don't know if that's a thing, maybe it is. The, okay, eight pieces of chicken. I don't even know what pieces you're getting, maybe breast and leg, I don't know the tea. That's crazy. First of all, that's like a whole chicken, maybe even two. And that's just for one person. And that's just in your village. And then maybe there's a hundred people that get that in your village slash town. And then you go to the bigger picture, which is London. Maybe there's a thousand, if not five to 10,000 people getting that exact same order. Now that's like two chickens per person. That's like 20,000 chickens. Where the hell are all the chickens coming from? Then you go into the UK. We're scoping out even bigger, baby. So it's now not even just your village or your town or your city. It's now just the country. The amount of chicken that has to be produced is insane. And I'm not saying this by a point of like, oh my gosh, you guys stop eating chicken because that's a whole different conversation. I'm literally vegetarian slash vegan. So I do support that conversation. I'm just shocked at the idea that there's probably, it has to be like tens of thousands of chickens every day being served. At, that's just KFC alone. Think about how many fast food chains there are. There's McDonald's, there's Burger King. Yes, that's beef. And beef I understand slightly more because it's a whole bloody cow. A chicken is just a small little being. It's a, if you're ordering an eight piece of chicken, that's a fam, that's a generation of chicken. Restaurants have chicken, then corner shops. Corner shops have chicken, chicken and chips. If you think about it, it's actually insane the amount of chicken. And where the fuck are all the chickens? Is it illegal to have chickens like battery chickens? Battery chickens are basically when they're like kept in, I would say captivity, like on top of each other in an inhumane setting. So with no light and on top of each other vibes. But where the fuck are all the chickens being kept? This is truly something that goes through my head. And once I think about it, I can't stop. And I do have to stop because I just spiral. Because like I said, tens of thousands of chickens are being used just for KFC. And then you go on to supermarkets, which brings me on to my next point. I don't understand supermarkets. The amount of food in supermarkets, if you ever want to feel like you're in a simulation, go and stand in the cereal aisle of a supermarket. The boxes upon boxes, excuse me, hundreds of boxes of cereal, what are we doing? And I understand that I guess it kind of goes, but sometimes I do stand in the supermarket and I'm thinking, who is buying this stuff? And so something that also kind of does get me and something that I will never understand is production of a toy, for example. I don't understand how machinery can be programmed to make a unique looking custom toy. And I'm really fascinated by this because I love the idea of business and I love marketing and stuff. I used to, as a kid, like always design toys and design these custom dolls and stuff. And I just think, how do all these toys get put in production, make millions of these dolls? How? But that's just honestly crazy to me. And those are some of the things that I will truly never understand, if I'm gonna be honest. Let me know what things that you would never understand. It's funny because the things that you constantly think about, but sometimes you're a bit embarrassed to say. But yeah, let me know, I'm intrigued. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Oh, I need to get a recommendation. Sorry, you guys. I'm just entering the end of the episode 
without giving you guys a recommendation. Oh, you know what? I do have a recommendation and I'm going to talk. About oh, I have a few. Oh, I have a few recommendations, actually. You know what? You deserve a few because I came unprepared just then. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Self Interrupted. Before you go, like I said, I do have a few recommendations and I'm going to butcher this first pronunciation. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to look her up. My name is Leve. It's spelled Leve. Very beautiful name. Okay, so Leve recently released an album called Bewitched and it's very jazz vibes and it's beautiful. Not what I was expecting at all. I honestly clicked on it because I love the album cover. It has a star on it. You guys know how I feel about stars. And instantly I just felt like a bit of a connection between me and Leve. My favorite song on the album so far, I haven't listened to it all, but my favorite song so far is called Second Best. Really beautiful. It's about literally feeling like you're the second best to someone that you put first. Always tough. Moving on to the next recommendation of the week is Greedy by Tate McGray. Tate McGray is bestie and she's one of those artists that just every single single and every song that she puts out works. All the lyrics are so melodically perfect and they rhyme so well. Love her. Moving on to the next recommendation of the week and the final one of the week, which is Vertigo by Griff. I love Griff. I've been following her for so long. That's my bestie. I love her style. I love her fashion. I love her aesthetic. And her new song Vertigo is really, really good. The production is super interesting and unique. I love that for her. Good for you, Griff. But those are my recommendations of the week. I hope that you go and listen to the songs. But those are the recommendations of the week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know if you did. You can follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at kit.costello. You can peruse my website, see all my modeling photos at www.kitcostello.com. Please follow, please rate the podcast. Please share it with your friends. That would mean so much to me. But other than that, I'm sending you so much love. I hope you have a great week. Sending all my love. As always, Kit.